0: Here's your host, Alex Garrett. What it it again, so, if, if war is absolutely no good, then why am I seeing on the television screens today, keeping with Alex Garrett, why am I seeing that there's a war of words between Trump and Pelosi and the Democrats? I thought. I thought today, when really coronavirus is everywhere on our screens, it's really unavoidable. And I'm going to give a shout out to Mayor de Blasio, in fact, in just a couple minutes. But first of all, if, if this is such an epidemic, if this is such a thing we have to pre- prevent, as cruise ships have been, uh, you know, affected, uh, docked, I guess you would say, airplanes have video of people in quarantines. I mean, this is a bigger, bigger thing than what we had when we started with Louisa Grieve a couple weeks ago. But my question today is, if this is so important, why are we not fighting it together? Why is there a war of words? It's absolutely disgusting that Schumer went on the Senate floor and, and kind of said, hey, Trump's not doing a good job on this. No, you're supposed to say we're going to support the president every which way possible, especially if you guys on the left believe that this is such an epidemic we have to fight. Just like the Republicans think it is. Just like anybody watching the televisions think it is. Just like the markets think it's something we have to fight. So if if it's so important, if the market's crashing, if everything is going to hell in a handbasket, if you will, then why am I seeing on our TV screens war of words? Why not say, hey, uh, they're, they're working to combat this together. I'm just not seeing those headlines. And that will be, that will be costly in the long run. If there's not a bill, a bipartisan bill, or something to get this fixed, plain and simple, plain and simple. We're going to have Dr. Arthur Kaplan. He's uh, at New York University, and uh, he will be weighing in with us today on this and what the media should do, what we can expect from the medical field, how they should be ethically handling this as well. So we'll get that in uh, in just a bit. Dr. Arthur Kaplan. He is the. Yeah, he is. The. Got him right here. The head of the division of medical ethics, at NYU Langone Medical Center. So he will be. Talking about this, outbreak with us in just a couple of minutes, um, but. Yeah, it's. If it's so important for the Democrats and Republicans to fight this, why is there a war of words? Why not just unite and say, we're going to protect America the best we could from this? Just my thought here on keeping it real with Alex Garrett. Now, I mentioned I was going to praise Mr. de Blasio, Mayor de Blasio. Because in many of his tweets, he's a little bit neglectful of the city he actually is a mayor of until yesterday and i will tell you what he said which actually caused me to praise mayor de blasio he said new yorkers don't get intimidated we faced any number of crises and we'll face with this one the same way with strength and resilience to the voices and leader in leadership and in the media now is not the time to sow panic. It's time to share information and keep people safe. So he's actually telling the media yesterday, "Hey, let's not get people freaked out here." Okay, and you have to applaud that, right? You have to really applaud that sentiment. So kudos to Doctor uh, to Doctor Doctor Kaplan and in and now uh, to Mayor De Blasio for tweeting this, and I hope he sticks to it. That he himself doesn't so panic into our city. We've had cases tested. They've all come back negative, thank God. Uh, I believe all of them. Maybe there were a couple actually confirmed in Queens. But in Manhattan, they were negative. But um, there were a couple cases in Queens that were tested. So it's... And now there's 63 in Nassau County that have been uh, tested. So we're... And Westchester actually had 26 cases that they were testing and actually confirmed. So they were being quarantined. So it's around this state. We are not immune to this. But yes, if we share information, I'm going to ask Dr. Kaplan about this. Maybe that's the best thing to do. And how the media can do it without freaking out, freaking out the American people. Let's focus on that with Dr. Arthur Kaplan, Director of Medical Ethics at the uh, New York L- University Langone, NYU Langone. Thanks for joining me today. Hey, my pleasure. Well, first of all, a little background. I went to pre-K at NYU, so I have a long-standing connection with, <laughs> with that. And by the way, you guys have spread out all over the place, so it's, it's good to see that branching out into basically every county of New York. So uh, Yeah, that's true.
1: That's true. From uh, Long Island all the way down to Brooklyn into a lot of Manhattan, yep.
0: So, kudos to that expansion. Now, let's get to the heart of this. Let's start with the ethics of this. How, how should medical professionals be dealing with this? Do you think even the CDC saying how it's going to erupt and disrupt everything, is that ethical? Like, what, where should, How should medical professionals firstly uh, deal with this coronavirus?
1: Well, I think the way not to do it is the way the president did it in his remarks uh, the other evening, where he basically said, don't worry, it's not coming here, it's under control. I think that's painting uh, too positive a picture. This thing's been spreading country to country. There's a new country almost every day. We're still seeing a lot of cases in uh, some countries like uh, Korea, uh, South Korea that are new, or Italy. So you have to be transparent. You have to say to people... Like the CDC should say, here's the worst scenario. We could get a pretty bad outbreak. We have a good hospital system. We can probably save people better than other countries if you get sick and you get pneumonia, which is what kills you from this thing. But it could come here and it could restrict our lifestyles for a while. We could be not traveling in planes and we might not be going to concerts and daycare could close. So you got to get ready for that.
0: So when conservatives heard that, they kind of went nuts saying that this was a, a ploy to take down Trump because there's a CDC official in there. But you think she was in the right to say, yeah, this is the reality of it?
1: I do. I think you got to calm the public down, you know, whether – Conservatives like it or Trump likes it. I get asked like every other hour, should I be buying masks? Can I go to a concert? Can I go on a plane? Should I take vitamins? Can I eat onions to kill the virus? I mean, it goes on and on and on. People are nervous, not panicked, but they're nervous. The way to calm them down is not to say, hey, everything's good or, you know, somebody concocted this thing to get at Trump. It's a real epidemic. We see it's around the world. Um you got to hold their hand by saying, here's the best information we got.
0: Well, and let's shift to NYU for a minute. How are you guys dealing with this outbreak at NYU right up to the very minute?
1: So it's kind of interesting because we're ready because we run Bellevue. We run big hospitals where very sick people come. And we've been down this road with swine flu and we've been down this road with Ebola. We had an Ebola patient come to NYU. So we know if somebody presents themselves at NYU who says, I think I have symptoms, we don't take them into the ER. We take them into a special room where the doctors are gowned and masked and have the right protective gear to deal with somebody. And then we have spaces that are isolation. That's good for us. And that's great news. A lot of hospitals aren't prepared that way. They aren't ready yet. I'll flip that question around and ask you, let's say you were on a plane and then you had a fever and started coughing and you're thinking, hey, maybe I picked
0: that up. I was on a plane with people from China or Italy or someplace. What would you do? Well, I would want to be secluding myself from everybody else and get it checked out, to be very honest with you. so Yeah,
1: so seclusion is important. You probably call your doctor, but do not just show up at the emergency room with symptoms. No. That's like showing up there with measles or something. You don't want to do that. We've got to teach you, the public, what to do as well. Um, people ask me, by the way, about that mask thing. I don't think the masks are going to work that well to protect you, but washing your hands a lot or using... Those uh, Purell-like things, they help uh, somewhat. But at the end of the day, you know, it's basically having a good hospital system that's going to protect us the best because we'll be able to hopefully do better than other countries in solving the pneumonias.
0: And by the way, if, if you're not sure of NYU's record, I'll just put this out there. If you missed what happened after Hurricane Sandy... Uh, The place I went to pre-K, actually, Rusk Institute was completely flooded, but you guys did an amazing job getting the babies out of there, getting people out of there, keeping them alive. I mean, that effort was heroic from you guys.
1: Yeah, and, uh, you know, we rebuilt everything, and so— We're used to the toughest emergencies because it's a hospital last resort. Where I'm nervous is you go to a little hospital out in the middle of Pennsylvania or the middle of Montana and you say, you know, I got off this plane or I was in contact with somebody and I think I might be sick. I don't think we've told those folks what to do. I don't think they know how to handle it. I'm not even sure. Let's say somebody was sick. I'm just going to make this up in Allentown, Pennsylvania. And they said, let's take them to a bigger hospital like Lehigh or even all the way to NYU. Who's driving them? Can you call right. an Uber? Can you go in a taxi? Should you call the EMTs? Should you call the cops? We've got to
0: work all that out.
1: That's preparedness.
0: Right. And and by the way, there is an unconfirmed origin case right now. Why is that so alarming? What What realm are we entering now with that? unknown origin of it if they weren't when somebody
1: says they're sick or they seem to be confirmed to have the disease usually we can trace it and say oh well you were in Wuhan China or you flew on a plane with people who were sick so we know how you got it when it just pops up here it means that somebody was infected that didn't perhaps show symptoms that infected you and now how many other people did they infect so it's like Maybe that virus doesn't make everybody sick, but they could be carriers and that would be bad news
0: because it's really tough. You can't quarantine, you don't know what to do. Well, let me ask you this. This this one I think is the same case. They said it took days to process. How is that possible? Like I thought our government should be a little more on top of it than wait days to actually diagnose.
1: Well, one problem, we don't have the test kits everywhere. So there are test kits to say, yep, you got that virus. We use it sometimes to say, yep, you got the flu or, yep, you got uh, some other disease. But we haven't really uh, pushed those out so that people could be doing the testing. That's a failure. That's big time. It's not just treatment you want, but you want to be able to test right away if you think you got uh, people who are sick. And, again, I'm sure NYU has plenty of tests. And I'm not sure that the little hospital in California right. where this guy might have gone does.
0: Well, and I want to ask you this, because on a national scale, while all this is going on, they, they're they right on our TV screens war words between Trump and Pelosi. And I mean, the the po- politics of this is getting disgusting. And, and I wish mm-hmm. both sides would work together if we want to fight this uh, epidemic. Wouldn't, wouldn't you want to see unity on the Hill? I do. And I also want to see a kind of uh, recognition
1: that, look, you're not going to beat this epidemic by politics. You're not going to beat it by ideology. You're going to beat it by science. I know Trump said Pence is in charge, and then somebody else said, well, Azar, the HHS secretary is in charge. And It's not clear who's in charge right now. That's bad. You want to be coordinated. But you know what? I don't want any politician in charge. You know who I want to hear from? CDC, NIH, And where's the Surgeon General? I think we have one, but I haven't heard from him. Yeah, I know. I have never heard from him. Um, Let's hear from those guys. The science is what's going to win this thing. I don't care what the markets think, and I don't care what's going on with the uh, political posturing of who's yelling at who. The politicians have one job to do, appropriate enough money to get whatever we need to protect ourselves, get it done, and then get out of the way.
0: And from a human perspective, because, I mean, not that these guys on the Hill are human, are not human, but they don't mm-hmm. look at it from that. They look at it from political. From a human perspective, doesn't it just make sense at this point, if you are feeling sick, to just not show up to work, to not even travel? I mean, isn't that the, the basic common courtesy? Yeah.
1: Yes. And I think you stay isolated until you know what's going on. Remember, you could have something else or other things that mimic these symptoms, so you may not have it. And... The best thing to do is stay away from others. Uh, you know, it's funny. The time to put on a mask may be if you think you have symptoms that protects better from giving it to others than it does protecting you from getting it. Right. So that might be the time to whip out the mask. And then, you know, look, we got another problem in this country. Like it or not, there are a lot of people running around out there without health insurance. And there's some people running around out there who are undocumented. Right. They don't sure. want to be found. Right. Well, we ought to say to them, look, if you have symptoms, we're not going to deport you, so come on in. If we don't, then they're going to be running around infecting people.
0: So you're telling me that we're not encouraging an entire sector to just be open about this, is what you're saying. That that's what's missing in the dialogue.
1: Yes, and you got to be transparent, and you almost have to have an amnesty period that says, look, I don't care who you are. I don't care how you got here. I don't care if you have a green card, or you're illegal, or you're a prisoner. You have symptoms. You tell us. You tell somebody. We'll try to take care of you. That's the way we protect everybody. In this case, when you got an epidemic, <clears throat> when there's a pandemic out there, we're all in the boat together.
0: Well, let me ask you this. How is NYU with opening up their doors to undocumented, to people without health insurance?
1: We're good. So, city of New York <clears throat> gives us some money to run Bellevue. We don't turn people away. And to be positive about our health care system... A lot of the ERs will not turn you away either. However, the problem with uh, infectious diseases, you don't really want to start at the ER in most places. You want to come in another way. So again, you want to tell people before you go down to that ER, before you get to the hospital, either you have your doctor call and say, where does he go? Or you call and say, I think I'm sick
0: you want to meet me at the back door, <laughs> but at NYU, we'd get you in. Well, let me tell you, you just mentioned, uh, and that's a good thing. I, I always feel like the narrative is never directed at positives anymore. It's like uh, it, there is some fear mongering and scaring going on, even in the media, to tell these people, hey, you shouldn't go anywhere because you won't be accepted. But to have folks like you, Dr. Kaplan, on to say, yes, we will accept you, that changes the narrative a little bit.
1: Yep, and I think, again, docs know at our big hospitals like NYU and, to be fair, Columbia and Montefiore and Penn and wherever, University of Chicago, all these big joints, they know how to get, protect themselves. They're not afraid to treat you. They'll put on the right equipment. I'm a little nervous if you call up your family doc and say, you know, I think I got coronavirus symptoms. They're not going to be so welcoming, not because they don't understand that they should try to treat you, but they don't know how to protect themselves or they don't have the equipment in the office yet
0: well and i just yes and so protecting yourself i mean it does go beyond washing your hands doesn't it
1: yeah i think you can wash your hands some other things we shouldn't do let's not spit in the street i see people doing it that's a horrible thing to do in the middle of an epidemic i'm kind of guilty let's, uh, of that. Not be shaking our that. hands let's do the old fist bump you know that's a nice way to minimize contact and i think it's important to uh Make sure, you know, you, 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 you don't, don't do unnecessary things like head out to concerts if we start getting cases. Try to stay home. Somebody said to me, should I buy masks? I said, look, why don't you keep enough food around for maybe a week or two because you might be withdrawn a little bit. That may be the safety measure you take. And then pay attention to uh legitimate news don't be reading all the social media stuff about eating onions and drinking bleach none of that stuff amounts to anything don't do that
0: talking with dr arthur kaplan i got a couple more questions for you because um th- this th- this discussion is is um there's so much to cover you know and i hope you have a few minutes because I got, I got a lot to ask you you just mentioned about <laughs> <I got> five <laughs> you, you just mentioned the concerts and um they are canceling a lot of different events because of this, so you 're saying that 's not an overreaction that 's a real thing, and we should be um yeah,
1: and I think we 'll see more of it because if the thing if the epidemic really gets there and we really start seeing some cases, you don 't want people coming together if it can prevent it in big spaces, that is a place you know flu transmis flu gets transmitted that way uh, it rolls through communities uh you can see it breaks out here breaks out there but it's linked up to when people a lot of people are together indoors the reason the flu kind of goes away in the summer a little bit is we're outdoors and we're not on top of each other as much so
0: it doesn't solve the problem but it slows the spread of the disease uh so does this hit the olympics do you think that ends up being a big cancellation in the in the long run yep
1: I do if they don 't if they if this thing lingers through the summer, when is that July for them I think
0: August or july yeah.
1: Or, yeah i I think it could get cancelled i do um, and you 're going to see some other sporting events. I noticed that uh, some of the baseball games in Japan have already been cancelled, spring wow. training type stuff, uh, wow. so yeah, we could see that that 's the bad news. The good news is it won 't last forever i mean this one way or another. We'll get a medicine for this thing or a vaccine for this thing, but uh, maybe even just getting a break in terms of, as I said, summer, people less congested together, maybe that'll help. And it is the case that every once in a while, the virus just mutates. Something that was nasty becomes better. So
0: uh, there's light at the end of the tunnel. It's just not going to be fun going through it. Uh, City response, are you happy with the way the mayor and the city has responded to this? And... He actually said to the media, hey, don't uh, increase panic. So I want to ask you the city's response. And then what's the media's role to not make us panic?
1: Media has got to be out there and go into the sources. I'm a little nervous that right now the administration is saying you got to get all the information from Mike Pence. I don't like that because I don't think Mike Pence is trustworthy on the part of the public. Not me. It's not political. It's just he's not a scientist. He's not a doctor. And... You know, he's a political guy. We all know that. Right. Anthony Fauci out there. Put the Commissioner of Health of the City of New York out there. Put the State Health Commissioner out there in New York. You know, let's have the. This is a time for doctors, it's not a time for politicians.
0: And then the city's response, how do you like the way the mayor and and our city's health department is dealing with it?
1: Well, they do seem to be, you know, ready to put the resources in. I would still like them to be talking to all the hospitals so that they know what to do if somebody comes in with symptoms. Maybe they are. I haven't heard it yet. If they are, I'd like to hear about it more publicly. And I'd like them to say more to reassure the public about, you know, here's what you can do, here's uh, the the things that you might need to do if cases break out, get ready for that. And it's as basic as saying, you know, if we get an outbreak, there may be no daycare, there may be no school. Talk to your employer about you may need to stay home for two weeks.
0: Oh, that would be uh, be rough. But Dr. Kaplan, thanks for keeping us safe. And uh, I'm... I think Anthony Fauci is a New York guy as well, is he not? He is. So, I think he's from Queens. <laughs> yeah, so it's 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 a New York effort here. And there you uh go. thanks for joining me today and we will talk hey, to you. Hey, my soon. pleasure. And uh, you and I are friends with Frank Morano and he gave me the blessing. So thank you for joining me today.
1: My pleasure.
0: I'm Alex Garrett. Please stay safe. Please know the symptoms. Please be informed. That's the big thing. And uh we'll do our best here on keeping it real with Alex
1: Garrett.